Yes, we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. Number says News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS, Citizen Watch. Come on! As Schumer said, Atwater. El Nido. And all of the little communities up and down. The 99, the I-5. Here in the county of Mercy, the city of Mercy where the water flows, the food grows. What's happened to the water? Where's it? Where's it coming from? It's not coming from the sky anymore. I have a feeling it's going to be coming from the ground this this summer for the growers because according to MID, one acre foot. Hey, here we are Saturday morning, February 19th, 2022. After the big holiday weekend last weekend. That's right, it was a holiday for some folks. What is it over here? Lincoln's birthday. You used to have Washington's birthday. Now, and of course... There was Valentine's Day this past Monday. And then uh, what do we got? What do we got now? Now we're into President's Day, which I think used to be Washington's Day. A county holiday, city holiday, 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 holiday. Not for us. We're here with you bringing you some original content. Oh, we got to get ready to go out of the first segment here. I tell you so many things I have to do all by myself. Dave Luna, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Brother, uh, in your time of loss, as many of you may know, Dave, a figure here at the station here in Merced, been around forever in radio, lost his brother uh, tragically a few weeks ago and uh, had the services Friday, a very, very nice, very, very nice uh, service, a very respectful uh, motorcade all the way to Newman. And folks uh, may have heard also Dave's uh, mother, also passed away this past week uh, also. And so our thoughts and prayers go out to the big kahuna, Dave Luna. Heck of a person. uh, Just did a wonderful job yesterday. Uh, A lot of folks from the station and the community showed up to support him. The Merced Explorers uh, just did a wonderful job. It was really nice to see. Uh, the outpouring of support yesterday over there at the Boys and Girls Club, and also, I guess, the motorcade from the church here over on 21st Street was just a wonderful experience all the way out to Newman, where uh, Bobby was in church. So it's a good thing that that went off smoothly, and again, our thoughts and prayers go to Dave Luna, the big kahuna, who does have quite the staff here at the station and you can hear him tonight, 5 to 6, cruising with Dave. I'll tell you, gas is getting expensive. You know, we were talking uh, diesel. Have you seen diesel? Five bucks a gallon. What is going on? I remember a few, uh, well, a few months ago, I was, you were trying to find it to get before it got to three. Now, now you try to find it before it gets to five. But water, my friends, is really the problem. As I mentioned, MID, one acre foot of deliveries right now is what the board has been talking about. They're going to be meeting again, uh, what, kind of a couple of weeks from now. <laughs> Problem is, nothing's happening in the meteorology, how do they say, the weather. It's not, uh, not, 
not scheduled to rain. I, somebody said, well, it's going to rain, you know, next week, 15%. 15%. Even if there is a scattered cloud. Went up to uh, the Sierra, the high Sierra, right above Camp Green Meadows last week. And there's snow up there, but not a lot. Kind of kind of sketchy. You see a lot of ground. I'm talking to some of the locals up there around Fish Camp, they got something like 10 feet in a very short period of time, but nothing since then. I don't even know if there's going to be a firefall this year, which is going to put the pressure on drafting, as you know, from the aquifer. Because one acre foot of water, uh, you can't do a lot with one acre foot. Uh, one acre foot, you need four. Uh, kind of a minimum thing. People like people like eight. Of course, if you have your own pump, you can do uh, do a lot of things. Gosh, what am I looking for here? Sorry, going through my notes. We haven't been together for a while. We had some technical problems. For a couple of weeks there, we had some server. I don't really understand. You know, a lot of lights here. They just tell me they put tape on the buttons I have to push. But we re- uh, resolved those things, hopefully successfully. So we had a few repeats. Uh, people told me if I hear Mark Pazin's voice one more time, I'm going to scream into the night. I said, look, it wasn't intentional. Uh, the equipment couldn't put in a new uh, cart, as we call them, to give you some new content. But again... We weren't trying to uh, drive anybody nuts, and I tease because Mark, of course, has been on these airwaves for many, many years, and uh, we we appreciate every time he gives us a, uh, a little of his time, the Al Haig of the Merced County Sheriff's Department. He's busy, as you know. He uh, quit the office, or retired from, I don't know, quit, changed regime, turned in his uh, resignation, I think he told us, at the Office of Emergency Services, now back here. In the county of Merced, working over there at the sheriff's department in any capacity that he's needed. And it was nice to have him talk a little bit about Super Bowl 56. I'm sure folks watched that. I had a really nice time last weekend with some friends, some new friends, old friends. It was uh, good to get together. Uh, the uh, commercials, I wasn't, I wasn't so crazy about the commercials. I could relate to the halftime show. I remembered most of the music. You know, most of those guys up there. Uh, are not uh, youngsters, to say the least. I think Snoop's, what, 70? I mean, he's getting pretty old up there. But it was interesting, uh, to say the least. The game close, a three-point game, uh, really makes it exciting. You're kind of rooting for the underdogs, in this case, the Bengals. But again, really nice time. The weather here, of course, in the Valley, very unseasonable, which is something that... uh, (laughs) It shouldn't be this way. I don't know, again, what's going to happen with the drafting, with MID, some of the decisions they're going to have to make. People, you know, you hear things. March, uh, not looking good. April, they said, hey, April's going to be wet. I said, well, that's good. But then talking to a grower, we don't want water in April. Not a lot. Not what we need. Uh, Somebody said we need at least, what, six inches to uh, make up for the deficit that we have. And again, uh, very, 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 very frustrating to sit around and wait for these things, obviously in a drought, uh, we're not in a lo- in it alone. And it'll be interesting to see what sort of support we can get from our electeds. The great news that we have to talk about is the Merced County Fair is back on. That's right, back bigger than ever. Maybe they say back bigger and better than ever, but back bigger than ever. A full fair, as we like to say, no virtual, no drive-by, no. You know, wait in a maze to get a popcorn ball. No, nothing like that this year. It's uh, 
June 8th through the 12th. Who knows what the weather will be like during that time of year. The fair has uh, somewhat struggled in uh, not recent years, but past years with the heat. Because it can get hot, as you know, here in the valley during the summer. June is uh, kind of a toss-up month. But I think this year it could be 110 in the shade. And there's going to be people there because I know I'm hungry. Not, well... (laughs) I want to get out to the fair. There's a lot of things going on out there with the livestock, with the exhibits. Of course, Friends of the Fair having their great kickoff event this coming Friday. I think there's still tickets available. I could be wrong. There's no tickets sold at the door. And I believe you can get those tickets up until Thursday. And it's a great thing. You also, uh, when you go to that event, you have the opportunity to get the... the, uh, parking pass, the uh, coveted parking pass that allows you to park over in the exhibitor area where they, uh, it's a little dusty. You know, the people can tell you you've been to the fair those three days. After they say, let's see, let me do my MCOE math, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, five days. They can uh, tell that you've been parking there because your car looks like it's, uh, I don't know, looks like it's been on a dirt road in Mariposa. So, again, a full fair. We're very, very excited. The tractor parade, that's right. The livestock auction where you can smell what you're buying. You don't have to look at it through a video screen. No, no, no. Everything. Reality. 3D. It's just wonderful. Hey, you know, we're going to spend some time talking about the town hall. Merced City Town Hall has kind of taken on a new definition where you used to uh, go to the north, the middle, the central, and the south portions of Merced and hold a series of town halls with the residents. And the the purpose of that was it was more uh, in person. You know, uh, people live in the neighborhood. Hey, let's walk over to Tanaya. Let's walk over to Sheehy. Let's walk over to Crookshank. Let's walk over to Hoover. Let's, you know, go and give our opinion. But now they've had these, I guess they just had two of these town halls, both at City Hall. Now, I, uh, I think City Hall is a little intimidating for some people. I think getting up on the uh, woodshop project, they call it dais, in the middle of the floor. Yeah, they're back to that. Is uh, a little intimidating for some people. And I, I think that the location that they used to have at schools and gymnasiums, where people take their kids, where people are used, uh, used to being there, you know, they used to go and pick up the kids or they know somebody's kids or they go to watch a basketball game or something. But uh, the officiousness of a city hall chamber, which ours now has been fortified with some very low doors. It's almost like hurdles that people have to go over now. But I, I think that uh, it's not really a town hall. It's a it's a city council meeting. I mean, it, it has everybody there. The staff is there. They debate policy. It's really wild. But I wanted to play some of the comments specifically around affordable housing. A very, very, very big issue. Looks like we'll take that after the break. I'm going to play some uh, public comments. Actually, letters that are read by Stephanie Dietz, our city manager. Uh, Talking about what people uh, want. And uh, I I think that... These notes. Who writes these notes? 
And anyway, there's about six or seven letters uh, that Stephanie reads into the record, and it really sets the tone uh, for three of the seven council members. Council member Blake uh, wasn't in attendance uh, in person or via Zoom that I could tell, unless his mic was muted. Council member Perez, Bertha Perez, who represents District uh, 3 downtown, was there via Zoom, and the others were there in person. And the comments were, uh, to me, eye-opening. Because I thought we had put rent control in the rear view mirror. I thought we had buried that, put a stake in its heart. It was gone. But oh, no, no, no. No, the familiar voices have come back demanding and actually threatening not to consider anything else until some of their demands are met, which to me flies in the face of why people are elected to represent all of their district and all of the city of Merced. So very uh, enlightening comments I want to play for our viewers from the second quote-unquote town hall, which to me was a glorified city council meeting with all of the officiousness, the police presence, the cameras, the folks higher than you on the dais, you down in the pit, like uh, a Roman Colosseum. Again, why couldn't we have it at the schools? Is it that much to drag the audio-visual equipment out to Rivera? I mean, does it, is, does it take that much uh, for Frank Quintero? Or, well, we don't, don't we have an assistant manager or a deputy? Or, I, I was very disappointed, very disappointed that these were not held in locations that were more accessible to the people. You know, not everybody can get downtown. People walk. They, they don't have this transportation. You know, it's like that Christmas parade. Unless you had a car, well, I can't see Santa. Ugh. Anyway, hey, we're out of the first segment. We're going to play, uh, play some clips for you after the break. My name's Casey Steed, the voice. And it is, I don't know, what's happening to my voice? The voice of your valley on Reset's News Talk 107. Point three FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back. Yeah, you used to talk about getting even further south. Somewhere where the summer lasted all year round. Probably got a big old diamond on your hand right now. Maybe a baby or a couple by now. Long driveway to a big white house. But I... Seems like seven summers ago since we uh, had a new show, huh? Yeah, I bet your daddy's so proud. A has little girl turned out. Thanks, you guys, a bully. Of a good old boy like me. So happy to be back with you. Tracking same friends on Friday. Quasi live. Couple roads on the highway. Guess you never saw things my way. But we recorded, uh, believe me, just before it goes on. Been busy lately. Went to the uh, Ag World Expo down in Tulare. If you've never been, you must go. It's who we are, folks. It's who we are. Hey, here, here we are, second segment. Citizen Watch, let's get right back into it, because I rattle on and never have enough time to read all the notes to tell you everything I want to. But uh, I think this affordable housing here in the Mer uh, city of Merced is a bellwether issue for not only our city, our county, the valley, the state, 
but really, uh, it's, a, it's a nationwide issue. Is housing a right? Or is shelter a right? And little Rolling Stone songs, give me shelter. I don't know. Housing being a right. Well, anyway, we're going to hear some comments. There are going to be seven, again, seven. I said six. I was wrong. Seven letters that our city manager, Stephanie Dietz, is going to read into the record. Does a wonderful job reading him into the record. You'll hear comments about being cruel and unjust. Rent control being the goal. Saying if we really are a city on the rise, well, let's take some action. All talk, no action. First time I've heard the city on the rise slogan pulled out of the archives since our former mayor, Mike Murphy, was in office. But let's get to it right now and we'll comment on the backside. Next comment, Steph. Um, the, the next set of comments are all regarding the same topic, affordable housing. My name is Ann Diab. I'm a recent graduate from UC Merced and a longtime resident of Merced City. I'm an organizer with UAW representing our locals 2865 and SRU. I'm writing to ask how the city council members plan to honor their commitment to affordable housing and how much funds do they plan on allocating to housing support. UC Merced academic workers from multiple bargaining units are rallying at UC Merced this Friday to demand our university to step up and be accountable for the affordable housing crisis in Merced. I support Councilmember Perez and Shelton's desire to see the UC take responsibility for their influence on housing, and I want to see my elected officials on City Council join their cause. My name is Jen Ramos Eisen, and I am a resident of Merced and believe that the city should invest more into affordable housing. The lack of affordable housing in Great quantities is a problem for Merced. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the average individual income is only a little over 22,000. A household income is little over 45,000. How is a person who makes 22,000 supposed to afford rent when most Google searches for average monthly rent in the city is 1,200? That means that almost 14,500, more than half the average individual income, and forcing people to find creative ways just to have a roof over their head. It's forcing people to live beyond their means, which is cruel and unjust. How can Merced consider itself a city on the rise when it is purposefully keeping people down by not offering assistance such as affordable housing? There is a reason affordable housing programs exist, so that may that maybe every person doesn't have to live beyond their means. There are federal and state programs and funding for this. Why isn't there a local program that's similar? If Merced really wants to be a city on the rise, it has to bring every res resident with them on that ride. My name is Ramon Rodriguez, and I am from Turlock, California, but I have longtime roots in the Central Valley. I've been attending council meetings in regards to affordable housing. I've been voicing not just in Merced, but also in Modesto and Turlock, because the lack of affordable housing is a major issue here in Merced and all of the Central Valley and state of California. Based on my attendance in the council meeting regarding the issue of affordable housing, all I see is all talk and no action despite the promises the presentations and the low key gaslighting. To give you a huge wake up to reality, wages is not keeping up with the rising cost of rent. Inflation is hitting hard on working class and marginalized Merced residents, the most compared to middle and upper class Merced residents and working class residents are moving out of state or are on the verge of being homeless due to the unaffordable rent rates. For the working class Merced residents, I am imploring you to start using local tax dollars from the general fund to create an affordable housing trust create an inclusionary zoning for affordable housing and establishing programs to encourage affordable home ownership and provide aid for housing assistance. 
Listen to the people instead of developers and wealth and the wealthy because it's time that you, the council, take action instead of talk, talk, talk. With a hint of broken promises because we cannot let the working class suffer from lack of affordable housing. And the white privileged boomer um, residents, shame on you, shame on you for calling affordable housing communism when we all, all we are asking is to demand affordable housing for the working class. Do the right thing and make affordable housing a reality for all Merced and it needs to be implemented right now. My name is Noelle Anderson and I work at UC Merced and wanted to ask a question for tonight's town hall. Budget shows city and community priorities. Despite much talk from Mayor Serrato about the city's pro-housing efforts and the very welcome commitment to affordable housing expressed by several council members, why don't we see that priority reflected in the budget through any monetary commitment to affordable housing? I support the reallocation of at least $10 million of the city budget to an affordable housing trust fund to reflect this priority. And ask this ask, and this ask should not be dismissed by claims of bureaucracy when the housing department needs more staff and support anyways. I'm here to speak on behalf of the allocation of $20 million towards a housing trust fund. We've spoken with community workers and young people. We ask for this allocation to go towards affordable housing for farm workers, low income folks and young people. Everyone deserves to have a roof over their head without worries of eviction. We ask that you continue to prioritize the needs of young people in our communities as there are many needs that have yet to be met. The mayor said during the last town hall meeting that the council has been prioritizing housing. However, it is worth mentioning that he, that wouldn't have been possible without youth and community outcry. If it weren't for us, the council wouldn't have even brought up housing in the first place. Stop patting yourselves on, on the back for the labor the young uh, people and community did and for doing the bare minimum of allocating housing money towards housing. The city of Merced must invest city dollars towards affordable housing through a housing trust fund. The city currently allocates zero of their general fund towards housing. There are more empty homes than there are people who are home houseless. And yet the council chooses to allocate almost three fourths of its general funds towards public safety, AK police. The safest communities do not have the most police, they have the most resources. We must prioritize our marginalized communities. We must prioritize our young people. Young people deserve a universal income program, which you have denied. Young people deserve affordable housing. Young people deserve a youth community center. Young people deserve to have their needs met and to have their tax dollars go where they're needed. Let us remind you all that young people are not only the future, but the present. My name is Amelia. I live in Merced District 1. As Merced continues to grow, our general fund spending needs to prioritize basic needs like affordable housing, of which our current allocation is zero. I do not want to see the city's economic inequality continue to grow without addressing our most vulnerable communities. Hi, City Council members and members, member of the Merced community. Merced residents have advocated for policies and initiatives to address the affordable housing problem, and we continue to see the city miss opportunities to support these initiatives. The community is saying over and over that we want our tax dollars to go, go towards this effort, but in the recent budget, there has been zero dollars allocated to affordable housing initiatives, which leaves members of our community incredibly vulnerable. Merced is made special because of the people in it, so please keep and exceed the rigor of progress you all spoke of at your last meeting with a commitment to dollar contributions, changes in policies, and partnerships in affordable housing initiatives that can build an equitable and resilient and thriving community for us all. Any, um, at our last town hall as well, we addressed housing at, at some length. I want to go through um, any additional comments or uh, in response to those questions from any members of the council. I, I think Fresno is looking at a, a universal income program for um, a lot of the youth there, and we also have the state that's looking into it. So 
I'll keep everybody on an update and I'll keep pushing for that. I'm very much for a universal income program for our youth, especially so they can go out and find a job, buy a bicycle, buy shoes, maybe get a burger. Um, so um, I'm, I'm looking closely what Fresno is doing and I'll bring back more information. Also, I'm pushing state officials to concentrate on a universal income program as well. Thank you, friend. Anybody else? I have, yeah. I have a comment. Go for it, brother. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I have a comment. I think that um, we as a city council should make it a priority to make a commitment today to allocate some money to show good faith to our constituents that we are serious about affordable housing and we are committed to do something about it. So I am asking that my fellow colleagues to make it a priority and that we all decide to allocate some type of funding that the city, that comes from the city, not just programs, because this is what um, the citizens of Merced are asking for. And I think that we should listen to them. We can't make obviously we can't make any decisions today. We're not agendized for anything, but we can certainly uh, we can certainly. Uh, I do realize, I do realize that, Matt. I'm I, asking no, that we all make. Yeah, no, we can we can certainly make comments. Um, thank you, Bertha. So I've I've been coming to City Council for a long time, you know, um, advocating for one thing or another, and and uh, like I know what it feels like when. We're sitting in the audience or we're standing behind the podium and and elected officials are blowing smoke up our behinds. Um, and so I, I think the stance, matter of fact, I know the stance that I'm going to take is that I'm not going to support any type of development policies that come to the city council. You're going to get a no vote from me. Um, I'm not going to support any high density zoning changes or anything like that until uh, us as a council, as a city, uh, commit to in investing uh, and start building a affordable housing trust fund. Um, in, in addition, um, I'm going to match that same energy with uh, and we, we need to we need rent control here. It, it, it's flat out. I don't I don't care who doesn't like it. The thing is that families are are suffering. We got houses in South Merced that there's families doubling up, and that includes my house. I share a room with two small children just so that my whole family could, could be under the same roof, could afford to be under a roof. And, and so anything that, that comes is going to get a no vote from me. Um, I, I encourage my colleagues up here to, to take the, the same type of stance. Housing is a human right, and we can't afford it here. We, we don't have the economic growth that supports it. Uh, Councilman Ornelas, how much are you um, willing to commit if we did have that discussion? We had a goal of, of 20 million. Is that correct? So if, if we can start somewhere, even with 2 million, 1 million, but start somewhere to get this ball rolling, it's, uh, it's something that the people have been asking for. It's something that the people are, are, are demanding. It's something that the people are going to get. Bottom line. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think the starting point should be twenty million, but you know, every, every, everything can is, 
can be worked out. You know, I know 20 million is a, is a big ask in one budget cycle at one time, but like, to, you know, as a council maybe during strategic planning, we commit that the end goal would be 20 million and we could phase into it over a, a few years you know, or whatever, you know, we could, we got, we have to do something because affordable housing needs to happen and it's not happening, hap, happening fast enough. Um, you know, so that's, that's my stance from here on out. So Councilman Ornalis making a threat or is it a promise to the development community that nothing's going to get by him until his demands are met for not only more affordable housing for himself, but for the other folks here in Merced that demand it, the seven people whose letters were written. There will be more people coming up. We'll read more comments in the uh, next segment. But this is what you're faced with the development community, the hostility from our elected leaders for those folks that would come into our community to build housing. This is what you're going to be met with. No approvals, no consideration, not even going to, not even going to read the staff report until I get what I want. Is this what we've come to at the city of Merced at a town hall? Like I say, these things turn out to be more like city council meetings than listening to the people. It's time for people to make their political statements. Very, very disappointing. Hey, we're out of the second segment. Citizen Watch, we'll be right back. Says News Talk Station 107.3 FM 1480 AM KYOS. Hey, let's get right back into the comments. Matt Serrato, Mayor Serrato, responds to some of the previous comments from the council that we heard, some of the uh, requests, some of the demands, unless you do this, we're going to do this. And Mayor Serrato brings some common sense. Wish he was a little more forceful, but hey, at least he, at least he brings up the reality versus the rhetoric. Let's go to those comments. Certainly, uh, uh, housing has been and will continue to be an enormous topic. We spent, um, you know, to the comments that said we just kind of paid lip service to, I strongly disagree with that. We worked ex- extremely hard. Uh, we crafted, I think, some pretty smart housing policy, housing policy that's even getting attention at the state level, um, you know, as being a really smart, good policy. We allocated $15 million towards projects that still have to be built, um, supporting in excess of 1,000 affordable units, I think, which is more than... Uh, any council's done in, in a long, long time. Um, we have Childs and B coming online relatively soon with 119 affordable units, 30 of those permanent supportive housing. So there's a lot of movement here. And um, we're uh, certainly, you know, the money we've allocated, and, I, and Scott, if you could um, just provide maybe some more specific details um, about some of the other projects all across town and some of the interest from, from developers in terms of building affordable housing projects. Uh, but your staff's been wonderful in terms of uh, you're locating, identifying projects all across town at Park Avenue, Devonwood, uh, all across uh, all across town. But if you want to give a little more detail right now, now do you know how many currently how many affordable units are there? Uh, tough question off the top of your head. Uh, all across Merced. You mean currently in existence today? Currently in existence today. There's roughly 18 or 19, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 
complexes? That sounds about right, Mayor. We'd have to kind of do some math, but um, it's probably over a thousand units between all those. We could do some math for you. Does that supply meet the demand? I don't know that we have that data, but I would just say this. We need to plan for all income levels in our community, which is why we're doing policy things like involved with the REAP, our housing element. That's what the state suggests we do. That's what we do. And I would say this. This council has actually provided a very good direction. You approved a density bonus for a project uh, that will provide for um, income levels to very low. Childs and B has 30 units in it. So your council has actually taken action on those. So you are working at different income levels, not just market rate. Yeah, but some of those commitments are at the discretion of of the developers. It's it's not like a policy where it's it's guaranteed low income, except for like Charles and B and some of those complexes, though, right? Yeah, but where you spend the money is your discretion. And so what you've supported fits those criteria. And we are working on the policy that we've got from your direction back in September that will outline clearly what you want in terms of new development meeting your criteria for providing affordable housing. So then is there an idea, maybe Stephanie might know, or maybe the mayor, so like with, with all this development going at, at one point, at what point should the people uh, expect rent to be affordable? Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about the economics of something we don't can currently involve government policy in. Um, and so we are doing everything we can to expedite construction. The city of Merced doesn't build housing. We entitle and we fund housing, right? And so you make those decisions here when you have discretionary approvals and there are state law that have actually limited the discretion of the council. And a lot of the applications we've made in January and February are under the use of SB 35, which were by right projects. And your council policy uh, supports enhancing by right authorities to expedite to construction. But when when will rents be affordable is not something that we have the dynamics to predict at this time. So so, the, but the, so what I'm hearing is that the city council has to be willing to put forth policy that would help make rent affordable. So the, willing, the willingness is at, at our responsibility, right? Pretty much. Policy comes from city council. And then the enforcement of that policy is carried out by your staff. Thank you. I mean, we're dealing with, it's not just us, obviously, right? You, you read articles about other parts of the state, especially the Valley. The Valley's become one of the hottest housing markets in the country right now in terms of price increases um, everywhere. And again, in Merced County, it's not just Merced. You have other cities. I remember seeing a, a study not too long ago within the last year, which had Merced, Merced actually, prices were more affordable here than in Atwater, Livingston, other surrounding cities. Um, Fresno was incredibly impacted. But the point being is we're dealing with, in a lot of ways, when it comes to housing, a historic moment. Right now, you know, you're seeing a, a huge uptick in demand, especially coming out of the foreclosure crisis where um, everything was uh, foreclosures and supply was much greater than demand. But now we're seeing a, a complete boomerang in that market. And, you know, how are we going to rise up and meet it is, is the big question. Gloria Sandoval. Hello, Gloria. Good evening. How are you? Can you hear me okay? I haven't seen you for a while. Glad to see you up you here. I think so, huh? <laughs> okay. Well, Where the you- first comment that I have is that, you know, I really do believe. Um, that uh, having lived here in Merced for so many years, that past city council compositions have not had the political will to keep up with the needs of the low-income people in this community. And so it's landing on on your lap now, unfortunately, but I do feel that, you know, the whole thing about, we talk about public safety issue, and I think that... Being able to have a home 
not being stressed about being evicted is an important thing that you can provide this community. I'm in favor of the 20 million to be set aside for a housing trust fund. I have here uh, out of the National Housing Trust Fund fact sheet that the purpose of the National Housing Trust Fund is a new affordable housing production program that will complement existing federal, state, and local efforts to increase and preserve the supply of decent, safe, and sanitary affordable housing for extremely low-income and very low-income households, including homeless families. And I know, Mayor, since you are part of the continuum of care, you know that part of the charge of that organization is the prevention and ending of homelessness. So this is where I'm talking about. This is a continuum. We got to break that chain of having more homeless, in, not just in this community, but everywhere. I don't think that we've really acted as if we've had a, an emergency in our hands. I would like maybe a report from the coroner's office to find out how many people in our community have died in our streets. So this would be something important. I know the term eminent domain, but no one likes to use that. It's like a cuss word around here. But, you know, if there are empty buildings, if there are things that are not have a useful purpose, then there, there's got to be some courage. You know, have, having a place to live is really important. I did a little research on how many, um, how many of these housing trust funds exist. And there are, in California, there's about 30 of them. So, no, uh, yeah, 30. So they are funded through transient occupancy taxes, through inclusionary in-lieu fees, developer impact fees. And that was one that's at, out of Oakland, an, a vacancy fee. So that's kind of interesting, but I think that there, if there is a will, there's going to be a way. Thank you. I have one question. Gloria, please, I have one question. Since you've don't devoted so much time to the continuum of care and you've, and you've been working on this for, for, for decades, I think, or at least 10 years around that, would it be safe to say now that Merced needs to declare an emergency to this? Definitely. I think Thank so. You. I mean, we see that with the encampments. And, you know, unfortunately... That's what we call uh, a prison industrial complex. And I believe that we're getting a, a homelessness industrial complex. The people are making money off of people's tragedies, you know, and I don't think that that's helpful and that's not healthy, not for our children, not for anybody in this community. I have a question for you, Mayor. Yeah. Did we get a, we had the point in time count not too long ago. Do you have any new numbers for us? I have, uh, I think it's all, I, a general sense, but uh, I think it's all, nothing's to be announced publicly yet. I think it's, they're, they're going to release everything uh, in either March, sometime in March, Stephanie would know the exact date, I think, but either, uh, I, think, I think you got a little more information than I do, but I think March or April, the numbers are coming. Yes, and the only thing I can share is some general facts of the unsheltered population that countywide, uh, that we've seen a 20% decline in unsheltered and approximately 15% decline in the city of Merced. Pretty good. I think first time in years we've had a, a decline. So. At least in the last six years of the data I pulled. Yeah. There's a difference between unsheltered and sheltered. Sheltered would be the ones that are in, in the, some of the like the project room keys, the 
the shelters and other programs? Distributive that? housing. There's all the permanent supportive housing. Yes. And th those are the numbers that are still being refined and confirmed. Yeah. It takes a while to do all the data, the data yeah. quality. But is that the, um, I guess we can probably too much to get in there. But yeah, you have your unsheltered count, your sheltered count. That's your total homeless count. And then, uh, and then uh, everybody who's can move on from there into some sort of permanent placement is no longer considered homeless. So some interesting insight into homelessness, how folks are viewing that as it ties into, quote unquote, affordable housing, permanent housing. Again, housing being a right, not shelter, but housing. You know, we have homeless shelters. We have places where folks can go, warming shelters, cooling centers, those types of things get in from the elements. But housing being a right, this is something that's being pushed. And you almost have a majority of the council that want to set aside one third of the budget, of the discretionary budget, the general budget, because so much of it is programmed at the city of Merced. You can't change it. And a lot of it is grant money that goes to affordable housing. The Childs and B Street project is just about complete. These projects cost $375,000, $400,000 a door, upwards of a half a million dollars. By the time you divide the cost of the project, into the number of units, the number of doors that you have. Very, very onerous to build these things at prevailing wage. These projects at prevailing wage, you don't have market rate development, uh, market rate wages in the trades building these projects. They're heavily subsidized. Uh, the unions have got their hands on the negotiations, making it uh, <laughs> it's an oxymoron to call it affordable housing for and for the city of Merced to want to walk down this path with general fund money and the threats and the comments that you've heard from some of the city council members well I would encourage you to stick through the break because we're going to play some more in this same town hall meeting again enlightening eye-opening you heard Miss Sandoval say that this is a homeless industrial complex where people are making money on the homeless i've often said that i wouldn't equate it quite to that degree of course people like to talk about the prison industrial complex where people are incarcerated unjustly and uh, money is made off of them uh, through their housing and the private contractors and things like this again there's an agenda here if you can't hear it you need to listen again or maybe go to a hearing specialist because there's it's it's clear as a bell, clear as a bell to me. So uh, homelessness, housing affordability, rent control, all of these things, and I think the council, some members of the council, are clouded in their decision making process, trying to push forth a narrative that uh, is not really applicable here in Merced County. We need to let market forces drive the production of inventory. If you start adding layers of government, it's just going to be, I think, ineffective. It's been proven to be ineffective. The council was very frustrated when they wanted to see a, a inclusionary zoning policy that worked. <laughs> there wasn't any to bring to the city. So now we're talking about universal basic income, $20 million housing trust funds. Who knows where it's going to go and at what expense of what other departments, police, public safety, recreation, what's going to give? There's only 60 million. Well, we're out of time. Just like there's only 60 minutes in this show. We're out of time for 
this segment of Citizen What the heck? What is going on? For this segment of Citizen Watch. So happy you've been with us on this Saturday morning. Stick with us through the break. I'm going to play some more comments from the town hall that was held this past Thursday here in the city of Merced. So happy to have you here with me. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your Valley Citizen Watch on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Hey, I just gotta say, I heard your song the other day, and it put a smile on my face when I started reminiscing. I've been 